Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 45, and welcome back to the number one podcast in regards to technical difficulties. We are here, we are live, and we're ready to go. And as always, let me introduce my co-hosts, Mr. Cowboy Dan and Christian, all the way from New York. How are we doing? Oh, you can tell where people where Christian are from, but not me. Well, I mean, Cowboy Dan kind of gives it away. Yeah. I mean, you don't know that. I mean, they could be from Wyoming. Yeah. Are you from they Wyoming? No. Oh, okay. Well. No, but you're the Cowboy Dan. Right? Exactly. So people people Dan, will yeah. know, we'll know. Cowboy Dan and yeah. where his origin comes from. Exactly. Texas. There we go. The great state of Texas. Texas. He was bitten by a radioactive cow, turning him into cow, into Cowboy Dan. I'm a ninja. For anyone wondering, I'm a ninja. It's Halloween. That is right. Halloween. Tomorrow's Halloween. So this is going to be Tomorrow's our Halloween, Halloween episode. It's going to be our yeah. spooky, spooky episode. We're going to talk about all the times. We're talk- In regards to the spooky, we're just going to talk about America's 2008 season. That's oh, how scary yeah. it's going to get on this podcast today. Yeah, it's... All right, I guess I'll just leave this leave this pod because I don't know anything about that. No, but it's it's like it's like when you when you huddle around the campfire and everyone's talking about those scary situations and you you didn't live them but you hear them and you're gonna be just as scared. You're right. I have, I have seen a lot of paranormal stuff, so mm. nothing comes close to what we had to live in 2008 with America. But welcome to everyone who's just joining us, whether you are listening to this through uh, SoundCloud or iTunes or whether you're right here live in the chat with us. Everyone, welcome. We are going to be discussing the Classical Hoven, how much, how that draw, for me at least, ended up pretty being, pre- being pretty well. And then, of course, we're going to dive into what America has coming up this weekend against Toluca. So a lot, a lot coming up. And uh, gentlemen, we ready to talk? Yes, sir. Yes. Alrighty. So before we get started, everyone needs, everyone's been asking, everyone wants to know, what are you guys going to be tomorrow for Halloween? <laughs> um. Well, if you guys really want to know, me and my coworker, we decided to be Tom and Jerry. So I will be Jerry, and he will be Tom, and we will go around wreaking havoc around Staten Island. You're just gonna see Christian's coworker with a hammer, or like a real hammer, <laughs> just destroying stuff. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan. Uh, I'm not much of a Halloween person. I don't either am I, but I'm I'm still kind of dressing up. What are you um, gonna be? I don't think I'm gonna dress up. Um, I'm I'm I I might as well just show you guys. So welcome to another edition of the podcast where we might get copyrighted, but I think it's gonna be worth it in the end. So for those of you who are listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hopefully you guys know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. But this is who I'm going to dress up as. Los Bookies. Los no. Bookies. <laughs> so, someone's in their fields. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, man. Where's, where's a large picture when you... Oh, right here. Look at that. Dude, dude that's Pride. confidential stuff. That That's confidential stuff right there. That oh is... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Prime time. Damn, oh, 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 no, what am I doing? <laughs> 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 Point is, yeah, that's going to be my costume. Beatles bookies. So whoever knows uh what they're about, shout out to you guys. But Yo, you should be El Chavo. El Chavo? No, I, I the only reason I want to go with those bookies is because I have that uh that curly wig, so it just you know oh, right. just put on a suit. I'll be Don Ramon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's out of the way. Hopefully you guys enjoy yourselves Halloween, have yourselves a safe and, and fun Halloween. And with that said. 
Someone said Pio Herrera. <laughs> Someone <laughs> should dress up as Pio Herrera. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually a good one. That's a that's a good one. Um, so let's jump straight into what it is. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking Cruz Azul versus America and the Estadio Azteca, which, by the way, the pitch looked terrible, but didn't uh, didn't play like if it was terrible. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, there were some some parts. So some yeah. times where it was like, oh, like, yikes, this is a... Uh... This is dirt. This is even and uh, after that, we'll talk about the Luca. But boys, are you guys ready to go into uh, classical hoping? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm ready. a ninja. All right. Well, classical hoping came this Saturday. America took on Cruz Azul in a pretty late matchup. Usually, we're we're used to Cruz Azul playing at three, although for some reason they moved it all the way to seven. I guess prime time television. But um, so. Both teams came out with an agenda, which was to win. Because I think if America won, it cemented them going even further up the table, mm-hmm. leaving Cruz Azul behind. Cruz Azul, of course, needing the three points to get themselves back into the first place position. And then, you know, a draw would have actually just made it so that they stayed in the same place as, as they were coming into this game. And ultimately, it was a draw. So after 90 minutes, 0-0, zero, zero, gentlemen, just give me a – we're going to dive into it right now quickly and everything, but just give me your – just two, three words, how you felt in regards to that game after the final whistle. Could have won. Could have won. Okay. Dylan? Pretty content. Pretty content. I'm going to say this. Could have lost. That is true. We could have lost too. That is true, yeah. And Thank we're going to discuss both. all of that. We're going we're gonna to talk exactly why it is that I'm – pretty content with this draw because I feel like maybe we didn't deserve to walk away with three points. Well, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just mute my mic and Ivy just, just go all out. <laughs> <laughs> and also shout out to Dylan who gave us the night off tweeting wise. He, uh, he was oh, yeah. kind of generous to give us this, the, 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 the night off in regards to tweeting and he took care of that. So, so for all of you who interacted with him and joined him, we thank you. I know he, I know he thanks you as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I love all you right. all, gentlemen. Let's roll into this one. Who has a lineup ready for us? I have it. All righty, Dylan. Let us know how our Aguilas, or as your aunt would say, Aguilas, came out into the matchup against Cruz Azul. <laughs> uh, basically, it was a repeated lineup. We had Marchesin, Aguilar, Valdez, Aguilera, Sanchez, Uribe, Rodriguez, Ibarra, Lainez, Ibarguen, and Martinez. Now, how surprised were all of you to know that we repeated a lineup? Yeah, I was pretty surprised. I wasn't too surprised. I mean, I remember mentioning that in the last podcast. I was like, well, what if we repeat the lineup? Because I remember we talked about just making one change to this lineup, and that was obviously inserting Oribe over Linus, but obviously repeated it. So I wasn't too, too surprised, but it's not something I thought Bioho would do. I think it was very surprising because I think me and Christian both thought no matter what, uh, Cepillo's coming in. Mm-hmm. And No, we thought he was starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. Coming mm-hmm. into the lineup, that's what I'm trying to mean. But he he, he sat him. He, he benched him for this game and a very important game by that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think the team looked well enough in regards to this lineup. Again, I think Linus had an amazing game. We'll talk a little bit more about him. And then I think once he leaves the pitch, America kind of just dies, you know, when, when when going forward. I don't think Cecilio Dominguez had that same impact. 
And then um, I think even before Linus leaves, I think, you know, with the exit of Renato Ibarra. I yeah, that, that was an awkward change. A, I, I was expecting Ibarguen to possibly leave, but um, it was Ibarra who, who kind of took the fall there. Um, and again, a bright performance by by Guido Rodriguez. And oh, also, surprisingly, in the defense, Bruno Valdez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pablo Aguilar had a solid yeah. game. Also, very, very solid, good. Solid, dude. Kept most of Cruz Azul players on check. There was a couple of chances where Cruz Azul could have possibly have scored two posts that denied him the opportunity. So we mm-hmm. probably should be thankful about that. And maybe should worry about some of those set pieces that we aren't really getting our heads to. But besides mm-hmm. that, I think the team was solid enough in 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 a whole round performance for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's also to say that this Cruz Azul side was no joke either. They came out guns a blazing as well, and they came out playing their game as well. So it, it was interesting to see how the team kind of started. You know, we yeah. again we want to see this team go off and, and start pushing forward, press the team, get them uncomfortable. And it just seems like it wasn't really the case. I think second half perfectly demonstrated what we were looking for. We were soaking in the pressure and trying to relieve it on the counter. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's it's always a tactic that you play with, whether or not it was, you know, whether or not it works out for you. That's a whole different situation, but it it's just it it has to be said that it's, you know we can't rely on this, especially coming towards the last, you know, la- the latter end of the season where we have Toluca coming up, and then we have Santos coming up after that, and then believe it or not, Veracruz is going to be one tough game. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So we'll discuss more about tactics and what we want to see in regards to the team when we talk about the Toluca game. But just to kind of keep that in the back of the head whilst we kind of, you know, review what happened in the Clásico Joven. And it's to say that I think Cruz Azul maybe, maybe by a whisker had the most fans. By a whisker? By a whisker? Yeah. Mm, I'd say I, green rice. I, I think I can firmly say they had more fans. But it's only due because they were the home team. On paper, they were the home team, so their their season ticket holders obviously got their seats, and Americas didn't. But uh, I, I saw I, you have to be like you're. I saw a lot of blue there. For America, a lot of blue. you're a season holder for Cruz Azul, but the Cruz Azul guy gets to sit in your seat, and you've been like yeah. a, uh, like a season mm-hmm. holder for like six years. Yeah, it's an awkward awkward position. But next year will be the same thing. You know, our season ticket holders will get their their seats. So same thing. It was it was a little bit. Painful to see the Azteca painted more in blue than in yellow, but hey, our fans went out there and they still made oh, definitely, plenty, yeah. plenty of noise. Dude, yeah. before the game outside the stadium, dude, they were rocking. I don't know if you guys saw videos of it. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was insane, dude. And the great thing about this matchup was that it was two teams that could have easily just played for a draw, a boring draw. Because let's face it, Cruz Azul with a draw still is in very, very good conditions in regards to the Liguilla. America is as well. They hold their own fate in their hands. But just straight off the get-go, it was back and forth, back and forth, fouls here, dribbles there. It was a very, very intense game. I have not seen a game that you know, that well played. I will say, I will argue that that game was probably played much better than the Clásico against Chivas. I've preached this all season. Since the since the first day I saw Cruz Azul on a three-game win streak, I told everybody that America Cruz Azul will definitely be better than America Chivas. Only because I know the form Chivas has been in, 
and I know the format Cruz Azul will be in. So it, it just all painted to be an attractive match, and it was. It really, really was. Everyone trying to display their best. Uh, like I said, I think Diego Linus just absolutely, whenever he, whenever he got the ball, just completely, you know, did what he had to do. Showed us why it is that he's, you know, he's the talk of the town for us and for the Mexican League. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think we were solid in, in some areas, you know. In the midfield, I think we did great. I, I think we, we won as much as we could. Um, we did say that it was going to be important for us to neutralize Cruz Azul down the wings, which we kind of didn't do throughout the whole game. There was a couple opportunities where, you know, balls coming in from from either wing. But yeah. I, I still want to say that our fullbacks had a very good game, very decent, and Paola Aguilar is, is a perfect example, having yet another great game. Um, I, I don't know. What, what flaws do you guys see from the first half? Definitely when Grosso was crossing the ball, there was dangerous moments. I think I remember the most clear chance for Grosso was the Elias Hernandez shot that just went wide of Marchesin. Yeah. I remember that shot. He just, uh, what to call it? I think it was Mendez. Mendez? Yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. passed it over to Elias and he just shot it. So I think the crossing of Grosso really, um, they got it got to us a little bit. And I think America needed need to do a much better job defending that. And probably have needed to do a much better job of crossing ourselves. I, I don't think we, we really showcased much. Uh, but then again, we mentioned that our best options were going to be going forward through the middle, which yeah. at times we did. At times we did. Um, I think if we're talking about poor performances, there are two players that pop up into my head. Two players that I didn't see enough of to say that they merited a, probably another start. And one of them is definitely going to be Roger. Roger, again, not coming into form, not coming into this game, really not taking it by the scruff of the neck. A game that I was even kind of backing him for, but it just seems that he just hasn't been able to find any rhythm, any form, any sense of, you know, confidence you right. just see him on the pitch and you just sometimes he seems doubtful uh he he, he just kind of seems flustered by everything going on whether it's playing in his head and and it's just kind of these moments where you feel like as a professional you want them to just kind of push it all to the side deal with it later work on their game at you know at the moment he's not even able to do that it's frustrating because this game was a game for him to just muscle through and power through the defense of Cruz Azul. Didn't see enough of that. I, I, I really didn't. I mean, there was a moment where he had a probably a one-on-one against Pablo Aguilar. He could have done much better than that, you know, when, when he gets dispossessed. And then I just I don't remember him doing much more. Again, he dropped off a lot. He came way too deep to receive the ball sometimes. Again, leaving us with no real threat going forward because at that point too, Diego Linus is probably at, in, you know, in line with him. Yeah. So it's 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 like, well, what are we doing? You know. Mm-hmm. And so, like the way you mentioned the dropping back, that's what we feared with Oliver Peralta if he were in Roger's place, you know, because we we knew that well, we thought that Roger wouldn't do that. So it's kind of disappointing to see him do that when that's not expected and not expected of him, you know. Yeah, because I think I think we all had expected that he was going to be the target man. He was going to be the exactly. number nine. Let the ball come to you. Don't mm-hmm. don't come and check in for it so deep into the midfield. 
you know and and i guess it's just him getting desperate honestly it is because we weren't really giving him the ball and uh and, and as a striker with all this criticism with all this tension going on, you want the ball so you can do something, right? You you trying to get this monkey off your back, yeah. But it, it just hasn't seemed to go for him. And you know, granted, maybe it's the team style, maybe it's him still trying to adapt to Mexico City or in the Mexican league in general. I I, I really don't know, but you know, I don't see him starting next game. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, at this point, you know, I I. I'm going to have to disagree, actually. I think I do kind of see him starting still. I mean, I could see why he starts, but no, I... Same, yeah, but I would, I, but personally... I find it hard. And you know well, what? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get what you're going though with it. And, and it's interesting enough because if Diego Linus was still in the picture, things might be different. But since he's off to his under, yeah. his uh, under-20s adventure with Carlos Vargas... Um, and Leon, it, it it's it, it changes a lot of what Piojo now has in regards to the squad, and uh, and we'll discuss about that a little bit further when we talk about Toluca. But in, in regards to the team and in regards to the to the players that are that were available for that game against Cruz Azul, um, yeah, Roger definitely didn't catch my attention. And another player that it, it's sad for me to say this, but Mateo Soribe, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mateo Mateo Soribe was quiet not as bad as roger but he was quiet yeah he was very quiet and it was my key player to watch out to see i think he would have made a difference if he would have shown up in, he really in the match because guido was doing a lot yeah, of work guido. in the middle yeah. and it, if he was a little bit more attentive to the to his game it, it would have helped so much um and, and would, going forward too we knew he was going to be a danger threat if he could connect if he mm-hmm. could get things going he could have easily been the game changer I think Oribe needs to be benched as well for next game. But I say that, and then I I see our remaining schedule and see how tight everything's up top. Yeah, I don't and see like, and I don't I don't have that much trust in in Joe Benny Corona to just just slot in and try to make a difference. Like I don't know, it's a it's a tough situation there. I mean, we could cool. we could play around with the formation, and and then we will when we come to to, to the Toluca game. Um, but I don't see him getting dropped. Yeah, I don't either, yeah. but I think it's one of those things where what he needs to. Just stayed in Russia. Never came back. I think his yeah. I think his spirit did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that stayed in Russia, but he just never made his way back to Mexico. It's insane. Honestly. Don't worry though. We're gonna go on a spiritual Ghostbuster adventure, and we're gonna recover Matos Uribe's uh, spirit back and deliver it in time for the finals. I am so down. All right. Well, besides those two, um, I'm tempted to say Emanuel Aguilera, too, but he didn't have as bad as it's just a couple of defensive uh, issues here and there. But that's that's pretty much yeah, it. Wow. Um, Why did you just say Sanchez? But you know what, though, I expected this type of game from him. Oh, there we go. We're back with the vendetta now. I'm just saying, you gonna tell me he was <laughs> superb? No, no, he wasn't. No, I'm just kidding with you, man. No, and yeah. and I expected this because Zul is very yeah. good down the wings. Yeah, he had his moments. He really did. And as a natural right back who's starting to adjust to that left back position, when you have very good attacking oppositions like Cruz Azul, like you know, the the wingers he was going up against, it, it's it's difficult to to try to excel in, in a position you're just barely trying to, to you know to make your own. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see him push up as much as he does, or is it just me? 
Uh, no, no, and I think, and I think the reason why is because he was smart enough to see that he was getting more, that he was getting beaten. Yeah, and and that said a lot about him. You know, yeah. that 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 takes a lot of knowledge as a player to to know that you're that, that you're having a not so good game, and then the area that you need to to kind of work on, you're you're mm-hmm. trying to do it at at the moment. Yeah. Also, and he, I think he realizes the potential of Cruz Azul right side, yeah. and so he was smart enough to not push up too much just so in case Cruz goes on the counter and you know he's not there yeah pretty much and then uh, our good friend Chris 45 said why did America buy Luis Reyes again who was supposed to be taking that left back spot had that left back spot practically secured uh but an injury ruled him out and just you know Georgie just kind of took it from there Mm-hmm. Which I'm not mad about at all. I, and I, I think I'd much rather have him than Luis Reyes at this point. Definitely. I wanted Luis Reyes two years ago, not this year, you know? <laughs> but, uh, it's a shame that he came in the form that he did. But, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe we have some use for him this season. Maybe. We do. We do. Someone has to carry Diego Lainez's bags. <laughs> Actually, I think that's Carlos Vargas' job. Oh, yeah, yeah dude, Vargas, man. Oh man. Uh no, we're kidding. We love every America player. Mm-hmm. Just the way we love those Mas- Osmar Mares, right? Oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, all right. Well, let's get back into the topic of the Cruz Azul game. Um, first 45 minutes ended with Cruz Azul probably on top. You know, that post that that you surely thought that was going in. Everyone in the stadium probably thought that was going in. And somehow, miraculously, the the shooting from the Cruz who 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 took the shot again? The one that hit the post. Yeah, the the ending ending uh, the second post, not the first one. The first one was a header. Oh, I don't know who took the second one. I forgot. I want to say Caute, but yeah, that's what yeah. I want to say too. Um, still, it, it probably should have gone into the back of the net. We 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 go level at the half. I think. Seeing how we closed out the set, the first half made you wonder whether or not we were actually the better side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then uh, yeah. a, a good friend, Chris Forty Five, said it was Alvarado who, okay. who took that shot. And um, he had an off game actually, which I'm very impressed yeah. with America players to keep him contained. That's good. That's good. You would expect that a very experienced America side would be able to keep a seven, eighteen-year-old in check. But we'll have him on on locks, baby. And and that just showcases exactly why Paul Pauli still probably is one of the best right backs, if not the best right back in Mexico. But, but I digress. Yes, I do. I do digress. But going back to what I was trying to tell you gentlemen earlier, so we go into the half kind of feeling a bit bitter with the situation because you feel that maybe we should be down a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to an extent. But can you remember us having a clear-cut opportunity the way Cruz Azul had one? No. That says a lot, right? Maybe that to some people. That shows you that the better side in the first 45 minutes was probably Cruz Azul in regards to chances. And I'm not saying in regards to the full game. I think America played a very good first half in regards to the way we touched the ball and the way we moved around the pitch, the way our players adapted to the way Cruz Azul was playing and vice versa. Um, we we had a very good game. There were some off moments which led to the opportunities of Cruz Azul, 
And that kind of made you wonder, well, if Cruz Azul still has yet to give us opportunities, why are we giving them? You know, mm -hmm. the free kick should have never have been an opportunity. Whoever, I think it was Bruno or or who was it that was in charge of, uh, he was just walking and then all of a sudden the ball gets crossed in. He just kind of trots and tries to go for the header, but his man, he, he should have clearly been in that in, in that position to, to cut down the header. Um, and then, of course, too, just the, the, the last one, the post, I, I think it's just kind of like just a cross that goes in. That you, it should have been intercepted doesn't and then it, it hits the post but yeah you know after that you know and, and then previously the Elias one it, it was it just showed you the rhythm that the game was going in but also it, it also showcased that why wasn't America able to do what Cruzul was able to do and create chances because there was moments of brilliance yes there was Diego Linus had some very good opportunities where he got to the byline just couldn't execute a good cross and I think that was important we didn't execute a good pass in the final third that's the yeah. only thing that kept us from going any further. It was those poor decision-making, and it was just poor passing. And at some points, I felt like because of Roger, there wasn't really much threat going forward, and we kind of had to you know, rely on the wingers and Diego Linus to create a moment of magic because Roger wasn't going to do much, and it looked like he was kind of on lockdown in regards to the defenders from Cruz Azul. And then Mateo Soribe wasn't doing Mateo Soribe's thing, so it wasn't like he was able to run up and, and, and mm -hmm. produce anything into the attack. I think you put it perfectly. I think we just lack creativity, especially from Mateos. You know, that's one player that we both noted. We both said that he needed to have a good game. He needed to show us Mateo Soribe-like things. That was missing, and I guess that's one of the problems we had in the first half that we just didn't didn't make any chances, any real good chances. Now, question: If we do concede a goal into the first half, do you think we see a much? Because I I think America still had a better second. I think we were the better team in the second half, but oh, dude, if, we dominated second half. If and we perfect. were to concede a goal and coming into the second half, do you think it maybe would have changed so that the team maybe actually started? creating chances, maybe would have even scored and turned the game around? Yeah, I can uh, see that. I, I kind of do, kind of don't. Go on, Dylan. I mean, because, like, you, you kind of see how this team plays when they're going down, you know. Um, I know we talked about, you know, playing good or playing sloppy, you know. To me, a little, little bit, it just seems like you got to get to that sloppy side, too. And I don't know, like, it just I've, I've, we've seen it. We've seen it in past seasons too. This this team, these players that's played together for a while too, it just doesn't seem to fit whenever they're down a goal, more or less down two goals. I mean, I just don't really see. I mean, I I mean, I can see the argument for why. Like, yeah, it could be different because obviously we came out and like we said they dominated the second half, and I definitely agree with that. But sometimes it's just they get that goal they concede that goal and then where do they go from there it just seems like they're just like kind of like searching for that like they don't know what to do sometimes it's kind of like a panic mode yeah we're not really the comeback kings anymore are we these days no yeah, no but i'm just saying because sometimes a goal kind of you know actually makes it so that you kind of come back and fight and sometimes even that can push you on to go find another one and end up winning but Still, uh, content about the first half in some regards, and then of course, second half comes rolling around. You start seeing that the team starts playing better, the passing gets even more better, we get more fluid, and then you know, we, we, we start going at it, taking a shot here, taking a shot there. S still, nothing, nothing's too concrete, 
in regards to our attack. I mean, the whole 90 minutes, do you remember a chance where you're like, damn, if we were so close and, and if that would have gone in, we would have won? Mm, really I don't think I remember a... Mm, I don't remember a specific moment, but I do know that we were definitely the better. Like we we had the ball way more than them in the second half. If you guys oh, can yeah. that, like yeah, we they they played to our strengths. I think that helped us a lot and helped us look a little bit more dangerous. To to specify a, a specific moment in the second half, I I really can't. I'm drawing a blank, but I I for sure know that we were far more dangerous in the second half. But that's where I'm going is because you can't remember because there wasn't really a chance like that. And then, right. look, I'm all about America playing great, beautiful football. I'm all about America dominating on the pitch in regards to passing and letting and, and playing and having the other team adjust to you. I'm all for that. But how good was it that we played that type of game and yet everyone will remember that Cruz Azul had the better chances hitting two posts? It means nothing to us at this point. Mm -hmm. Why? Because as good of the game you play, what wins you games is goals. And sometimes playing in the crappiest of ways sometimes makes you walk away with three points because you got a goal here or there. Um, and it's 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 the old saying. It's it's you can have ninety percent of the ball, but if you don't put it into the back of the net, what good was it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I think we look good for about. 75% of our of the way going going forward. You know, from the fence to the midfield and then that extra 25%, which is the attacking side just completely is out the window. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then even with some of the substitutions, when Oriol Peralta was coming on, I surely thought he was going to take out Linus. Yeah, he took out Renato. And he took out Renato Ibarra. Very surprising, honestly. Now, a lot of people may not agree with me, but I would I would have much rather seen Linus come off for Peralta mm -hmm. rather than Ibarra. Now that let me explain as to why. Because Linus got pushed out wide, and as great of a player as we know he is, and as great as a winger we know he is, he was looking so dangerous down the middle. You take that away from him and you throw him onto the wing, and you just completely throw off his game. Yeah, and. I will say this though, as, as great of a player he is, he doesn't have that winger quality the way Renato does. Mm -hmm, Renato has something about him that when he runs down the byline, you know for a fact that ball is sticking to his feet like glue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we lose a lot of threat down the right hand side, which quote quote unquote is probably our best side going forward. And when you eliminate your best player, then you kind of just you know, wonder as to what's going on. Now, the funny thing is a lot of people, and, and the commentators said this too, when they throw on Oriol Peralta, they say that now America's playing with two strikers, which was a complete lie because as soon as as, as soon as the, the, the angle kind of panned out wide, you saw Oriol Peralta just took Linus's spot. Linus just shifted out wide, and it was the same formation we were, we were playing off with. Yeah, which doesn't make sense to me because Linus, like you said, Linus is looking so dangerous in the middle. Why, why disturb him of his game, you know? Yeah, I, I would much rather have seen Renato stay and Linus go Yeah. than, mm -hmm. than actually the, the formation, the, the switch we had. Right. Um, even though saying that, we still had pretty decent opportunities going forward, and, and we just couldn't make them into actual opportunities. Mm -hmm. and, and then after that, you know, you then you take off Linus and then 
you have completely no yeah. no no offensive creativity going forward after that. Yeah, because the seal is just not doing it this season. You know, he comes on and I'm just like And wow. they only give you eight minutes too. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. kind of gets him, gets him a while to keep going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean much to say there. Another player too, maybe I don't know, will you agree with me, Dylan, that was quiet was Ibarguen? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. I mean I, I every every once in a while see something I would see something for him. Other than that, you know, just a little little too quiet for me. And the only reason why I didn't pick uh, Ibarguen, even though a lot of people would know he's probably not my favorite player, the only reason why I didn't really pick Ibarguen and when, earlier in the show when I was talking about players that didn't didn't impress me was because we played out through the right too much, as we always do, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of isolated Ibarguen at times during the game. And it's kind of hard to criticize a player when the team isn't even passing the ball through his direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. But ultimately, we, though, we probably should have, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should have because, because at, yeah. at that point, Cruzul had already read us and saying they're going down there the right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And who, who knows? You know, Ibarguen was trying to gain a little bit of confidence, dribbling. You know, mm-hmm. rem- reminding me of of like a, a Cecilia when he first came, just took on anybody and got by anybody. I feel like Ibarguen is starting to get to that point where he's finally filling up with confidence. That he can dribble past and the pony create a chance. So maybe if we would have passed him the ball a couple more times, he probably could have created a nice chance for us. Probably. I mean, we'll never know because we didn't really utilize him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, after that, just nothing much. I mean, Henry Martin came in, and that's all I can say because he just as much as uh just as much as uh Roger Martinez, he just didn't do much. I, I mean, how much time did Piojo give Henry? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I mean, that's that's decent amount of time. Not a whole bunch, but decent. I, I mean, still, still after that though, I think um, it was Linus out of the game. No, 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 Linus was not out of the, no, out of the game at that point. But Linus, yeah. um, it's just you're throwing out another striker who isn't at his peak and trying to hope for something better. And Henry did have some good maneuvers. He had some good movement, but. We didn't really yeah. give him the ball. Yeah. We didn't really create a chance for him to kind of, you know, be mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm your man. Mm-hmm. It, it just kind of died down for us in the last 15 minutes of the match. Yeah, I really did. I think it was just more of a thing of Kurosu not wanting to lose anymore, you know. At the, for the whole match, I want to say seven, up to the 75th minute, you saw a back and forth game. After yeah. that, you saw a Cruz Azul. All right, you know what? Listen, 15 minutes left. You know what? We're, we're not losing this match. So I did, they, they kind of played for the draw a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, final whistle blows and it's a draw. Are you guys content or no? Like I said in the beginning, we could have won this match. But could have we? We could have, yes, because we dominated the second half. We dominated on position, but we didn't dominate in the chances. We should have made more chance. I don't know, man. We, I don't know. Because the way I see it is that we didn't. Because in every game you walk away like saying, "Oh my god, if only this would have gone in, or this post, or this and that." I just I don't feel like we had that. I don't feel like we had that moment where you're like, "Yes, we should have won because of this miss or something." But I think ultimately, if you ask me, it's Cruz Azul fans and players who are probably gonna be like, "We should have won that game if it wasn't for the post." Right. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Christian. We could have won that. 
But all right, I know the post is obviously, you know, woodwork. I understand the concept of getting the chance because of the post, but take away those chances, what did Cruz Azul have? Yeah, exactly. They didn't have no shots on goal. Marcin had no saves. Yes, I know, but Elias had that one that went wide. Okay, and Linus had that one shot at Paolo Aguilar. And Renato had one that went right too. True. But it's just, I'm just saying, in the way that the game was 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 kind of analyzed afterwards, it was Cruz Azul, two post, could have taken it. Right. And America, whilst, yes, they did acknowledge that we had a good game, that we played very well, didn't walk out with saying, oh, you know what, they could have had it too. It was a very back-and-forth game, which was... It was, it was very attractive. For yeah. the common fan, for the neutral fan, that must have been an exciting game. Yes. It was end-to-end for, for, like you said, 75 minutes of the match. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I wish I would have seen more from the team. I really do. Oh, wish we definitely could have done more. But, I mean, to say that, you know, we we could have won the game. That, that's all I'm trying to say, that we, we honestly could have won the game. And how important would have been three points right now? Oh, dude, we would have been been 30 points, and that's it. We would have been in. And not just that, but you look at your schedule, and you're playing what? You're playing Santos and Toluca, the number two and the number five. Well, Toluca Santos, because we played Toluca first. Toluca Santos, number five, number two. Listen, those are hard games, you know? And then after that? We have a Veracruz game, uh, number 18. We have three games left, is what you guys are saying. Yes, sir. Nine points. Nine points. It's just, it's getting so tight at the top. It's getting tight everywhere. It's getting it's tight everywhere. Tight. It's, 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 oh my goodness. I, I told you guys it would get like this. But you know what? This is what you want to see. This is, is this is, these are the moments you, you, you kind of live for. Mm-hmm. Because you want to see if your team's actually got it in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How important is it to come into a Liguilla with form? Oh, dude, it's it's everything. When's the last time we've come in with decent form? Last year. Last year? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, we smoked the Pumas. Yeah, and then in their I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was I was remembering a year ago, literally a year ago in this time. Remember when we played um Cruz Azul in Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, the the zero 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 zero. Oh dude, that was that was dreadful to watch. That was so bad. That's what I meant. That, that was kind of what, what my point was is that mm-hmm. you can't go into this Ligia because America was playing beautiful and, and great. And then the latter half of the season came. Started yeah. getting dull, not taking chances, and, and confidence goes down. You can't have that. Aliguia is so important. It's not how you started. It's how you finish. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's how you finish. And America needs to come into this Liguilla finishing as best as possible. Yeah, definitely. Starting this Saturday, too. Starting this Saturday. And before we talk about the Saturday game, and then and, and we'll wrap up the Cruz Sul one right now, you guys still think we we end the we end the season in first place? Yes, we will yeah. end the season in first place. Dylan, I think so. I'm gonna say no. Didn't say no. Okay. I understand why you say no, though. I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Uh, but I do think we get second. 
I'm, I mean, I, I'm content with second, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's going to end first for America. I think we're going to win out. If you guys want an even better position, I think we're going to win out. I think we we all predicted a, a championship this season. One, well, Piojo needs to predict it too because his his, his ass is on the line afterwards. I meant I meant for the last three games. We're gonna win at the last three games. That's what I meant. Um, no, we won't, we won't lose. No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll discuss that as a. <laughs> we lose against Veracruz. I'm just saying. Gosh, you never dang. know. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I, I, something tells me, and I've known and I've watched America my whole life. I know there's just this one game. I don't know. I feel that we lose against Veracruz. That's Thanks. a hot take. I know. But maybe, maybe by the time we get to the Veracruz game, you know, they've changed my mind and, and I changed my prediction. <laughs> but, uh, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But okay, gentlemen, zero, zero, content, happy, could have won, could have been better, should be better. And we'll call it at that. A good classical Hoven. Yeah, very attractive. Very attractive. We'll definitely look forward to maybe seeing them in the Liga. Oh, dude, I want them in the final. There we go. Give what you wish for, right? Give this man a race, Ivan. Give this man a race. (laughs) (laughs) Give him two Gansitas instead of one. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Let's go into the Toluca game. But, of course, as always... As always, before we jump into the next segment, Christian, I believe there is a trivia question that trivia is question. And there are some people already claiming that they have won it. I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's getting tight. I'm, I'm, I'm about to make the wild comeback right now, and I'm about right. to start answering everything correct. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, just a heads up, guys. I know I didn't post any trivia this week. That's my fault. That's only because I was overwhelmed with school, so I didn't get a chance around it. But I already have three lined up for this week, so those will go live on the certain days. But um, but today's trivia question is, in 2015, America lost 3 nothing in the first leg and then won 6 nothing in the second leg against what team? Mm. That is the trivia question? Themselves, duh. <laughs> in practice? In practice. <laughs> I was going to say Murcielago, but... That could also work too. Okay. Oh, also, unless you want to do it at the end of the show. Yeah, we're gonna do that at the end of the show. Okay. End of the show. Answer this trivia question for double the points. And as much as the League MX standings are very close, the trivia standings are very close. So answer. That's all I gotta say. Yep. Answer, answer, answer. Dylan, anything you wanna add on? Uh, go Cowboys. No, 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 no. <laughs> I gave you a, a quick platform for you to say something America-wise, and Cowboy Dan's going to come back and say, go Cowboys. No. Unbelievable. Hey, no. man, you can't hate that Texas charm. You make a point. You make a point. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's walk through this preview against Toluca, which I will say is going to be a tough, tough one. If we thought... If we thought Cruz Azul was tough, Toluca just might be as tough. And then going up against Santos, oof, that might just be even tougher. And we'll, we'll get to that next week when our good friend Ricky comes onto the show. But right now, let's focus on what's ahead. It's Toluca coming up into this matchup. Is it a late night game again, too, or no? It's a nine o'clock game only because I think their time's changing, I think. Oh, that's right. Mexico, Mexico already changed their time. Mm-hmm. That oh, reminds okay. me, everyone needs to change their time this uh, this Sunday. 
this Sunday. Yeah. So the game will be an hour later than usual time. So it is, what time is it for you? Nine, it will be 9 o'clock for me. 9 o'clock for you? Be 8 for me. 6 o'clock for me, 8 o'clock for you. Mm-hmm. I'm out in Friends, that is 7 p.m. Yeah, you mountain people. Okay. <laughs> This sounds so mean. <laughs> that sounds very controversial. <laughs> you mountain time zone people. There you go. Just pop up in the chat. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> you beautiful people from the mountains. Like we mountain people take pride in that saying. And being mountain people. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, venue is the Estadio Azteca, of course. So it looks like we're being home away from home and then going back to the home stadium what can we expect f- for the pitch in regards to the game anything bad can it get better bad or bad is, is it fair enough to say even worse bad yes honestly i wouldn't doubt it yeah and, and then and then football's coming this month to the azteca and you did y'all see the pitch right before playoffs yeah i saw the pitch in wembley man wembley yeah. looked horrible Disgusting. i've never seen i've never seen a pitch in England, look that bad. I don't even think it was possible to play in England with a pitch that bad. You guys want to know something funny? I don't know if this is completely true, so don't quote me on this, but I've heard that the people that wanted to implement that grass technology to the Azteca were the same people that did it to Wembley. And it's uh, it's kinda it's kinda funny how Wembley Wembley Stadium got like that after the after the football match. I don't know. I just felt like a little bit of a comparison. But Here's the thing. Aren't the NFL people coming in to check the stadium? Didn't they already do that? No, because I think they they have to come in and say inspect it and be like, yes, it's all good to go. I don't know that actually. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they'll pass it because the Oakland Raiders play in the freaking baseball stadium. So they're playing like on half dirt, half grass. This is basically saying they're NYFC, FC. Exactly. NYCFC. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, when when is that game supposed to be? During the international break, right? I think so, yes. So next week. I'll, I'll actually... Right? When, when, when is the Fecha FIFA? That's very good. Is... November 7th, right? I wouldn't... I don't know. I know... Okay, so the football game is November 19th. November 19th. Yes, November 19th, yes. That is a football game. Welcome to the special segment of American Football and the Eagle Eye Podcast, people. Mm-hmm. And then Mexico. Well, yeah, so the the break would be the 17th? Yeah, yeah the 15th. The 17th. Yeah. Like the, what, the 20th? 17th and like, yeah. So then the Raiders are playing. Who are they playing, though? The No, it's... Not the Raiders. It's the Chiefs and the Rams. Oh, the Ooh. Rams are coming into town. That's going to be a good game. Don't get your scarf out. You'll hang it up for that podcast because what we're going to be talking about, the national team. And we'll probably yeah. give a quick shout out of, to the NFL. You know, and they, they are taking place in our home. Um, So, yeah, we can expect the worst for that pitch after that. Oh, definitely. My goodness. My goodness. Well, we've gone off a bit of a tangent here, but Toluca, America, and Estadio Azteca are probably not going to be the best of pitches either. Um, but what can we expect for this game? 
Mm. Like the dirty game. At least one red card. I'm calling it right now. Sambosa? Sambosa? Potentially. I'm not saying names. Like, not yet. Not yet. Not I'm going to say when it happens, but I told y'all it was Sambosa. <laughs> well, I mean, what can we say? It, it, it does look like it's going to be a very, you know, it, it has everything painted for it to be an end-to-end game as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just what more what more can what more can we expect, you know? Mm-hmm. Toluca though coming in pretty good form or not? Toluca they they won last their last match against Querétaro for nothing. It is oh it is worth goodness. it is worth noting that Querétaro was down the man. Okay. Yeah. Well that, that um makes more. Before that they Lost to Monterrey 2-1. But that's worth noting because Luca was down a man. Before that, Toluca beat Pachuca. And Toluca was down a man, so that's pretty impressive. But uh, but yeah, so they've gotten a red card for the past four games. Cause they lost to Atlas 2-0. But Toluca I had a man down. I'm calling it. So there's been a red card in the last four games for Tobuka. What about that with the red card? Dylan over here knowing everything. Yeah. So. I tried to. I tried to. As journalists, we got to know everything, guys. That's true. That is true. Don't even know my own last name sometimes with everything going on. But <laughs> interestingly enough, there might be a red card. Uh, also, I, I think the, the, the football on this play is going to be a good one, too. I mean, Toluca, known for you know being a pretty solid team. Us coming into this game in pretty good form. We're gonna break down the taxes. We're gonna break down exactly what we think the team's gonna line up, and we're gonna break down different ta- different angles to this game. So let's kick things off as always. Let, give me your predicted lineup, Dylan. I'll throw it to you first. Where do we fall in regards to lineups for uh, Saturday's game? I I, I really want to say just take out. Obviously, the line is not there. Just put it in relieve. I feel like it's gonna be exact same thing. Uh, Martin Aguilar, Valdez, Aguilera, Sanchez, Uribe, Guido, Ibarra, Ibarguen, Oribe, and Roger. Question? Martin, Paulo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Edson Alvarez, Jorge Sanchez, Mateo Uribe, Guido Rodriguez, Renato Ibarra, Andres Ibarguen, Henry Martin, and Oribe Peralta. Interesting. Interesting. You're bringing in two changes. Dylan's Three. always bringing one. Now, question: Why do you pr- why do you put in Edson? Um, I just I don't know. I wasn't very going back to the crossing that Cruz Azul had. I think most of the most of it fell on Aguilera, and I think that's where Edson could have been very beneficial in the in the center right position. So, and knowing that the Lucas wingers are very good, and they are known to cross it in a lot, especially Quinones. Um, I think we're going to need Edson Alvarez back there. Okay. Now, you also put in Henry, and we said we were going to discuss this. Dylan, you say you still see Roger going into this into this game as a starting forward. I do believe if, if, if I was a betting man, Roger starts his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have a sense that Henry could make the crazy appearance and put Roger on the bench for this game. And like you said, just – Obviously, Lightning's not going to be there, so Peralta's going to going to fit in that in that role, and then I could see Henry Martin starting this game. That's what I said. Yes, sir. 
because Roger has lacked something. Now, another reason why you do this is maybe to give him an extra boost, is bring him on as a sub, and maybe that gives him a b- bit of an impulse, gets himself a goal, gets himself going. That could be a, a way to work him in, you know? Uh, and two, and, and, and you, you put Henry out there, and what if Henry starts performing and, and does, you know, wonderful Henry stuff? You know, Dylan's always asking for a chance for Henry, and if Henry starts, this is the chance. Well, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, I've asked for that, and you know, this really sounds like I'm defending Roger, but which y'all clearly know my stand with Roger. <laughs> but, but you know, <clears throat> at the same time, you know, we talked about it too. You know, uh, I think it was it was uh, an interview. He said he was in that. He said just because I'm not scoring goals doesn't mean I'm not doing my job. And and you know, you you look after the game too against Cruz Azul. Piojo defends him. And to me, to me, that says that says a little bit about him and where he stands with Roger Martinez in this team. And so that that's that's what's giving me the feeling that Roger's still gonna get this get get his chances and still be in the starting eleven. Right? Wouldn't you though? Wouldn't you still want to back up your player as a manager, even though you know maybe he's not having? Because if you yeah. start bashing him, then that's yeah. gonna yeah. be. I think it's just protecting him more yes. from the media, you know, so the media won't get to him, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but still, but but even even he says it just just because I'm not scoring goals doesn't mean that I'm not going out and doing the job that Piojo wants me to do, and that the management and that the coaches want me to do at the same time. Right. Mhm. Okay. But we'll see. I I have a strong hunch that Henry starts, and we're not the only ones to say that. Christian too, our good friend Chris Forty Five mentioning that on the chat. We'll have to wait and see, but. Besides that, we're, we all agree Cecilio Dominguez finds no no spot in the starting eleven. No, not a chance. Okay, alrighty. Well, with that said, let's let's go hypothetical here and let's say uh, Henry does start. Let's say Henry does start. Edson doesn't. I don't really see Edson starting. Okay. Right. I don't so, know. I, I mean. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, I know we kind of like touched on it a little bit. Maybe Uribe should get benched. I'd like to see Edson maybe there, possibly, potentially. But 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 I, then, I, but, I, then I, but then we were playing too too defensive, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I feel you. I feel you. But I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the the time. Like maybe I'd see right. it, but mm-hmm. I, but like I don't see it overall. Like like you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I see it, but I don't. <laughs> exactly. Like I have one eye, one eye covered, and one the other eye open. Right. Well, look, and you bring that up, and 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 the funny thing is, you can bench, you can bench him, and still look. This this is my hypothetical formation that we could play, but and we probably will never play it. But you have your back four, mm-hmm. whatever you want that to be. Then you have your center defensive mid, which is Guido. Guido. Center defensive mid. He stays. You have your right mid in Ibarra. And you have your left mid in Ibarguen. In that camp position. Obviously, I would put Linus. He's not here. So I dare and put Cecilio Dominguez there if we if you're gonna bench Uribe. And then I would put Henry and Roger up top. Mm-hmm. Which now 
if I'm putting Henry and Roger up top, I would put Oriya Peralta in that camp position. Thinking about it. Right. Okay. That would be a way to work out because Guido Rodriguez was already doing that role because Uribe wasn't really doing much. So he was that center mm-hmm. defensive mid, which kind of covered the whole side of things. Right. Um, but Dude, that'd be crazy to see the three strikers trying to work in like a little triangle. Yes, because it, it is. It's it's literally a triangle. In, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and that'd it, be interesting. I would think it'd be perfect because, like I said, crossing is not our forte. It no, really isn't. Definitely not. Going down the middle in our triangulation, that is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that is for another manager to come in and try that. I don't think Piojo would ever, ever resort himself to doing that. But let's go with this uh, 4 4 one, one formation. That's we, we yeah, want to call it. Most likely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. On so, paper, it'll be four four two, but we know it's a four four one one. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So let's go into this matchup and let's preview it in in that sense. So if if we go out with that, what do you think? I I, I think we don't change much from our from our game plan against Cruz Azul. Work that work that ball down the middle. Yeah. Press, Press as early. high as you can. Mm-hmm. Make make a uh, Toluca uncomfortable, and then. Just take your chances, create them, and create then them, them first. Yeah. yeah, create them first, and then take your chances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, if you're gonna be kind of important, I mean, if if you're gonna be, if you're gonna pick a player to be important in this matchup, from the players we've just said, who comes out being that kind of crucial player for you? I'm uh, Oribe Peralta. You have to say Oribe Peralta. Okay. Okay, Dylan. We had to pick a player. Um, I don't. I don't want to say it because that was a good one. Um, I'm really, <laughs> but really, you look at any striker. Really, I mean, when's when's the last time I really had a striker score? I can't remember really. And That's so, true. yeah. And so, starts needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, really, it really has to be. And maybe that's picking two people. Maybe that's repeating what Christian is saying. But at the end of the day, you know that that's just how that's just how it is, and that's how what needs to happen. You know, we need to get we need to get the strikers back in motion, especially with the gear right around the corner. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna pick two people here. I'm thinking our wingers, Ibarguen and Ibarra. What they do in regards to keeping Toluca's fullbacks in check, and what they can support going forward. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. As I think it's important to disrupt the the op- opposition's players going forward, mm-hmm. and you have to start up top, and Ibarwen and Ibarra are the closest to 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 that kind of line of, of defense. So get it going. Get it going. See what they can do and see what kind of you know triangulation they can do. Keep the ball on the ground. That's all I'm going to say. Keep the ball on the ground, and we got this game won. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can agree with that. Dylan, anything else you want to add on? No, I'm just waiting for you to go on your Sanchez rant with your vendetta. No, <laughs> look, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Be, who's gonna be on his side? Uh Quick Mendoza. Oh, I thought Quique. you meant like, like who's gonna support him? No, not not who's gonna support him. I mean, who's gonna be playing down his wing? Yeah, quick windows, and then you might see um uh, Alexis Vega sometimes, but he likes to be more in the middle. So I'm gonna just say quick. So quick is most likely gonna be the one on that side. Yes. Now, quick is good. He has found a bit of form, but 
I think so George we, Sanchez can find a way to neutralize him. No, definitely. Yeah, I think the this guy we should be worried about is the other side. Definitely. And, and Luis Quinones, yes, definitely. But the great thing about this is now you have a Paul Aguilar who is coming up in tip-top shape and mm-hmm. has kept some very good wingers at check. There you go. The past couple of games. So I would imagine Paul to have a good game. Although I I would urge Renati Barra to drop too and, and help out as much as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He so, was doing that a couple of times against Cruz Azul. Against Cruz Azul. Against the Cruz, against Cruz Azul. Yes. Which was important. We, yeah, we were, definitely important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and as long as you know we, we, we keep that on check. And and of course Ruben Sambuesa. Oh God! Gotta find a way for him to not get into his rhythm, into the stride. Just break and, his jaw early on. Huh? Just break his jaw early on. No, uh, although you're in, you have the right mentality. Just a bit too aggressive. Uh, <laughs> start getting into his head. Start getting under his skin. We already know the best way to get Rubens off his game is to get him heated. To get Where him. Where is Sambuesa? He didn't play last match. He didn't. Oh no. Is he? Did he get? Is he the one who got the red? <laughs> no, he's not the one that got the red. Querétaro got the red card. Yeah, Querétaro no, got the red card. The game before, you said Toluca was down a man. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Sambuesa. Yes, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, there you go. So Sambuesa. Mm-hmm. So will be there. Be there. The fields. So just get, just throw him off his game the way you know. As an America fan, you knew what threw Sambuesa off his game. Now, Piojo should know that much better than anyone. And it might be a little dirty tactics, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, especially at this this part of the season. Throw him off his game. Yeah. We need to because he gets thrown off his game. I don't know. Maybe he gets another red there. He does. We know his temper. We He's played. He's worn the America shirt. We know how frustrated we get when he gets in his temper. So let's use that to our advantage. You just said it beautifully. Piojo knows Sambuesa. So... Our and advantage. Shout out to our friend Chicken Biscuit here calling Dylan out on saying that his suggestions have been have been getting darker and darker each episode. <laughs> I like Dylan, it. Dylan okay, getting into that mindset that you gotta come into the league uh, hopefully breaking every player possible that's coming your way. Yikes, that sounds scary. That's our mindset for tomorrow's game. For tomorrow's <laughs> game. <laughs> that's what's supposed to be. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see what 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 Toluca fields out, as well as what we're gonna field out. Because as much as we want to, quote unquote, be experts at this, Piojo can throw as a wild card and somehow mm. you know put in freaking uh, Insarulde. Yeah, Insarulde in that camp <laughs> spot and leave freaking Oriol Peralta as a left back. There you go. So I mean, it, 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 it could easily flip it on its head. Um. But I think we're confident that no matter who fields the side, is uh is is going to be an important is going to be an important game for them because as a player too, you're coming to the latter you know the latter end of the season, and you really want to showcase, hey, I'm in Liga form, yeah, mm-hmm. and especially that center back par- partnership that it, it's it's really going to be tested whether or not that they should stay, and who knows maybe Edson does start and maybe he needs to have a really good game to cement himself. Mm-hmm. And I would like him to start because I think I want him as my starting seed before the year. I would too. Mm-hmm. I would too. But he's been working all year. Why, you know, why mess it up? 
well, he messed it up by getting that super well, red card against Porto. Red card, yes, you're right. But um, in terms of chemistry that he had going with Bruno Valdez. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what more? What more would you gentlemen add to this to this preview? Um, go for it, Christian. Unless unless you're still thinking, I can go. I don't know. I just just be be very aware of their of their wingers. Their wingers are are dangerous. Even though, you know, Quick Mendoza hasn't been Quick Mendoza that we know, but he's still Quick Mendoza. We know what he can do. He has his yeah he, he has his hits uh, his moments. Uh, Salinas likes to push up a lot. The right their right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he likes to push up a lot. So who's ever on that left? Ibarguen. Yeah. Yeah. He he needs to drop back a little bit too. We 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 know Quinones. We know what he can do. We know Alexis Vega, so our our center backs have to have to look out for him. Um, that's pretty much all I have to be honest. They they're kind of they're a little bit weak on the defensive side. Besides Salinas, other than that, I think I think we should we should uh, be very comfortable with them. Yeah. And and William da Silva's no match for Guido Rodriguez, so <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. We'll see the Brazilian and Argentinian getting pit one uh, against each other. Dylan, you were going to say something. Um, you know, just everybody's got to show up still. I mean, everybody's got to play their game. Everybody's got to come out and have a good game. You know, I, I talked about some players being quiet. Well, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this, they got to step it up. I mean, you got to have 11 players on the pitch. It can't just be nine. It can't just be five. got to be all 11 players. Even even Machacin's got to do his part. Yeah. And you know what the great thing about it is the team's starting to look and play like a team. It's just we're not – so much creating the chances, exactly. Let alone finishing them. That's a whole different. Yeah, story. yeah, that's a different. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I think... don't want to go into that form. Like you mentioned, that Cruz Azul time we play in playoffs, the zero 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 zero. Yeah. We cannot afford to go into Liga in that form. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think this team's heading toward that Liga form too. And I think I think with Toluca and Santos coming up, I think those are two games that we can see potentially what the Liga form look like. Interesting. I like it. I like it. All righty, gentlemen. Favorite part of everyone's episode. Give me your prediction for Saturday. Christian? 3 nothing America. Wow, 3 nothing America. Okay, Dylan? We're going back with my classic 2-1. 2-1. Going with the nice 2-1. I'm going... 6-0. Oh, my gosh, Ivan. 7-2. <laughs> I'm going 0 America. What did you say? 1-0. One zero. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be tight. I think we get an early goal, and then after that, the game kind of, you know, dies out a little bit because we keep them kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Andrew, if he starts, is that what you're predicting? Pretty much. <laughs> Keeping Manson on the bench even more just because he's scoring. No, <laughs> 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 he has mistakes here and there, but um, we'll see. We'll see. All righty. Well. I'm going America 1-0. You're going 2-1, Dylan. And then Christian, of course, with the 3-0 result. I think we all would have loved if America does get that 3-0 result. I just yeah. have a, a hunch feeling, you know. It's one of those feelings I get. I'm, I'm going to go play lottery after this, so maybe, you know, let's see what yeah. happens. Well, do I see. Although, how important is it to clean, keep yet another clean sheet, right? Oh, definitely. It must be good for Marcia to feel that way. And how important it is that you walk away this match also with a clean sheet, potentially just to kind of keep morale going in the defense, even though we've looked shaky at times. Yeah, especially with Toluca being the number two attacking team in the league, a clean sheet would be huge for Manchester's confidence. And the defense, yeah. and the defense too as well. Yeah. 
Well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see indeed. But the gentleman had given you predictions. Let us know in the comments whether or not you guys agree with our predictions, with our preview, with our lineups, and whether or not you guys see this America side finally start to pick up some form and coming into the Liga as maybe the number one seed in the table. But with that said, we're wrapping up the Toluca preview and we're moving on to our last segment before we close out the show. And before that, after that, we're going to give a pretty big announcement and then call it a good night. Well, gentlemen, as promised to our ladies, we're giving them a little bit more time on this show. Let's talk about what happened to our hashtag Lady Aguilas Dylan. Give us the latest report down there from Lady Coapa. Lady Coapa. Playing, <laughs> playing uh, Veracruz uh, yesterday, actually, and they got uh, two nil results over them. Giving them three more points in the table. So shout out to the ladies. They now sit first in their group with 32 points above Pachuca, only by a goal differential, which is by one goal. And so, you know, big props to them. They're really, really closing on cementing their spot in the playoffs. It's, uh, like I said, America at 32 and Pachuca at 32. We're, o- we're only ahead on goal differential. And then Toluca is sitting at third with 27 points. And we only have two games left. And I really, I re- this next game is going to be really, really crucial because it's against Pachuca. There you go. Nice. Number one and number two. Yeah, so it's going to be a really good game. And then we'll close out the regular season against Lobos Wap or the Lady, Lo- Lady Lobos. So I guess you would say Lobos. I don't know. And yes. so, <laughs> and so you know, it's just it's coming to the end, and you know they're really, really looking to cement that spot even more, which I'm pretty sure they can do if they get a win against Pachuca this this next game. So is Pachuca game. game home or away? It's away. 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 Yeah. More of a challenge. I love it. I love it. It's gonna pit the the ladies into a very, very difficult situation. Whether or not they can come out with a victory showcases whether or not they're ready to be title contenders, which mm-hmm. I think they've showcased even even in 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 the worst case scenario they 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 still probably uh, will walk away with something. Um, but I, I can see this this game being kind of played as a final for them. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you see uh, Luis too saying that that Lady Aguas do have the best best defense. In the league, only letting in nine goals this season. Only, I mean, eight goals, eight goals. Only letting in eight goals throughout the whole season. And, yes. and and for those of you wondering, like, oh, that's whatever. Let me put you in, in this perspective. Some of these games go in ridiculous scoring number amounts. Um, and to know yeah. that you can keep some, you know, a very, a very low margin of goals to being scored, that says a lot. So shout out to everyone who's who's putting in the work effort over there for the ladies. Um, what a game that's going to be though against Pachuca! I wish, I really wish we can watch that game. And I, th- I think uh, you talked about the the goal scoring being high. I'm trying to look for it right now, real quick. But I think, yeah, yeah, against uh, Vera, Vera Cruz, I think in the first in the first season they had this too in Apertura 2017. America beat Vera Cruz eight to one. Oh my goodness. So I mean that showcases you like how important it is to make sure you close out these 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 other ladies coming at you. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully, when's the game? November fifth. Yeah, November fifth. So that is next Monday. Monday or next Monday. Yes, next Monday. Next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. 
So, I mean, like I said, how important it is for the ladies to get something out of this game. Really, really wish we can watch that game. But, ladies, we will be with you in spirit. We will be cheering on from the silence as far away as we are from you. So is Cecilio Dominguez. So is Cecilio Dominguez, yes. Who seems to always find himself at the ladies' games. Maybe he is, you know, maybe um, sliding in someone's DMs over there at... uh... At America oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That just gets messy. Yeah, dude. Really I, I, I can only imagine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ceci, if you're getting into something, just don't, please. Just don't, because I don't think you're going to be sticking around for much longer. But exactly. We'll talk about that when we talk about our January transfer window targets and moves. It should be in about a month's time. Yeah, so, you know, so I, December's running around the corner. Mm-hmm. Ivan, I think I think uh, JD's been with the national team too. Yes, JD's been with the national team. She's been uh, with the uh, is the Subente. Subente, the Yeah, she's with the Subente. I I really want to see her make that jump into the national team. Um, but JD, I don't know how often you listen to the podcast. Uh, keep going, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, her and her sister have been. Doing doing really good for America this season, and uh, you know they they look like they're 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 gonna be performing for the national team as well in 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 that same manner. So good to see that America is also fielding out some very good youngsters to to kind of help in in the development of the ladies side in the national team after everything that just went went on with them not being able to qualify to the World Cup. Uh, should be interesting to see what role they play in because I think you know she, she has some very good qualities um, as a goalkeeper. In, in the female level, she, she she could potentially be one of the best, if not the best, in Mexico if uh, she continues the kind of trajectory she's going on. I mean, she's already made herself a name in the America side of things. Uh, she just continues to keep pushing. You could see her being very crucial in, in the next cycle for the for the ladies in, in regards to the national team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100% agree. I think America has a lot of talent, honestly. Yeah, it has... Uh, has gone unknown, and hopefully they get the spot that they deserve. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll have to wait and see. But we're, we advocate that if you guys can and if you guys are willing to. Oh, is we... there an update on, on Lucero? I know she picked up an injury, and supposedly they had tests, and I don't know if she's good or not. This past game? She started this past game. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. And how how much does it say about the ladies that they are able to have the season they had and miss her for yeah. a good amount of time? Yeah. Shows you the, a good the good depth in this team. Definitely. Shout out to Alondra Gonzalez, our good friend Luis is pointing out she's been killing it in defense too. My God, this lady can she play? Can she play? So, like you said, very good talent and ladies. Like I always say, wish we could wish we could talk more. Give you Honestly, yeah, more of a bigger segment because you guys, you probably deserve it more than the men do at times. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, if we can, we'll try to do our best to find a link to watch the the game. Uh, but we'll be with you guys in spirit hey, over there in Hidalgo. You ladies have a very tough matchup. Only one goal separates these two teams, so mm-hmm. it shows you how well both of these teams are coming into this latter end of the season as well. Should be interesting. And after that, of course, take care of business against the Lobas. The Lobas. <laughs> well, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys do show your support. On Monday, I want everyone to do, as soon as they wake up, first thing you do, you don't even text your boo good morning. You go out on Twitter and you put hashtag ladies Aguilas. 
what you gotta do. All right, follow it up with the emoji, whatever you want to call it. Follow it up with whatever. But first thing you do, first thing when you roll out of bed, grab your phone, go out, then tweet out the hashtag Lady Aguilas, and let's go for that W. Mm-hmm. 100%. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it, ladies. Good job. Hopefully, you guys get the victory. Now, we're coming to the end of the podcast, but before we do, we have a special announcement for everyone who has been involved with the trivia. Now, this is probably what you guys have been hoping for. We have promised you this time and time again on the podcast, and we have yet to deliver. But today, we have an answer to the question that everyone is asking. What is this damn prize for the trivia? <laughs> and we promised you it was going to be a good one, and we, we finalized it today, and we think it's going to be an absolutely amazing one. So, with that said, and th this is Christian's baby, so I will let him announce the uh, the trivia prize. So, Christian, I leave the floor to you. Let these wonderful people know what is it that they're playing for. Oh, right, okay. Uh, the reason why this has been holding us so much is because we we wanted we wanted to give you guys something good and and i i hope this is something that you guys will love if you guys play trivia so you would get two things if you win the trivia you will get a jersey of your choice either the home away um we wanted to include the third jersey but we don't know if there's gonna be even a third jersey in there so a jersey of your choice and it'll be oh my god these these <laughs> these <laughs> <laughs> um so it'll be a jersey of your choice uh we will get in contact with you as soon as po as soon as this is over we will get in contact with you through twitter and the second thing you will win is the new the new new era hats that were released by club america uh of your choice you can pick whatever you want and we will get it for you and that is the prize for this season's trivia what a price. So you're not only going to be rocking an America jersey, but you're going to be rocking a nice hat to go along with it. Now, that 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 is something you can wear to the club and start stunting on people. I'm just saying. Definitely. I, I want one of those hats. I might get one for myself, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll definitely see. But yeah, uh, there you guys go. That's your guys' prize. So make sure you guys are answering the questions. You guys are going and, and, and coming out to these live shows. Coming out to these live shows and answering the trivia questions that we have in, uh, in in these segments because what they are worth double, correct? Double, yes, yes sir. Double the point. So imagine that. Imagine you're, you're gonna kick yourself when you see someone else wearing your snapback and your America jersey because you could have came on and gotten yourself double the points, but you decided mm -hmm. that you know what? No, I'm good. And then you answer Hobie Bermudez for one of the questions, and he was nowhere <laughs> near the answer. So, you know, come out to the live shows. And then, too, get, like we say, follow us on Twitter because that's where we post most of the – all of the trivia, actually. All the trivia. There you so go. Uh, make sure you guys do follow us on there. And maybe if you guys want to, you guys can show our Instagram a little bit of love. But mm -hmm. show showcase uh, – show yourselves in, in Twitter so you guys can, you know, keep going and getting into the running. Mm -hmm. um, someone said snapbacks and a gancito. Now, we can't promise you the gancito will get there in uh, gancito form. It might just be melted at that point. We don't yeah. know how the, <laughs> how, how the U.S. Postal Service works around here. Yeah. Um, or whether or not the U.S. Man Postal Service ate your mm -hmm. gancito on the way over there because he just was running late. And <laughs> Oh, and it doesn't matter if you're from out of the country. We will still get it for you. It doesn't matter. Just to put that because I know there are some people 
in Mexico playing, and I know there's someone in Ireland playing. So, so shout out to our friend Fitton over there. Yeah. So if don't worry if you're don't worry where you live, we will get it to you. We will get it to you somehow, some way. I don't even care if we got to ship Cowboy Dan just to make sure your <laughs> package gets there safe and sound. Definitely. Dylan, I hope you're ready to miss some classes because you gotta make sure that those that yep. those packages get delivered. Hand delivered too. You I've already it. I've already used up on my absences. If I start at missing, then I'm gonna get points taken off my grade. Well, <laughs> some risk you have to take. And whenever you do deliver them, you just gotta go. Gotta give your your uh, your your what, what what could be your catchphrase? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. No, Yeehaw. There you go. That's his catchphrase. The rudinous, tootinous America fan in Texas. Oh, there it is. I love it. Someone put it on a hashtag and put it on his shirt. <laughs> oh, but yes, make sure you guys are ready. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, And like we said, this was just kind of a test run for us. And, yeah. you know, next season, we're going to oh, have something. Dude. Much Next better. Season. We're gonna do a prize that's just even it, it tops that. We got so much coming in in the way for you guys. Mm-hmm. So much after this season, oh, uh, we're gonna really kind of help. buckle up and get our kind of you know things straightened out. Yeah, we need to be a new though. show. It's gonna be new everything, new face, new everything, new year, new me, and new podcast. Like I said, we need your help, guys. You guys have been amazing supporting us. We need your help even more next season. Yes, but that is a story to be told. Oh, right now we got to focus I, on what's at I hand. Can't wait. I want to just burst everything out right now, but I know I can't. We can't. We can't. Oh. Only because I don't think our contract will allow us to to say yeah, what. Yeah, I what know. We're I'm already say. getting a text from our manager saying, "Be quiet. Yeah, Do not I, say anything." <laughs> but it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. All righty yes. then. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Hopefully, you gentlemen. Have enjoyed yourselves as much as I have. Thank you to everyone who has come out and given us a wonderful, wonderful support and has interacted with us. Get yourselves ready for that trivia. We're getting closer to the end of the trivia, which is going to be when, Christian? The end of the trivia will be the po- our final podcast of the season. We will announce everything. Which is going to be our year-end review of everything that's happened. Still have a long way to go, hopefully, mm-hmm. before that goes. So hopefully you still have plenty and plenty of time, uh, you know, that uh, that that you have to in order to answer questions. But, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out again and talking everything America. My pleasure, man. I love doing this. Thank you, Ivan. I really did appreciate it. Oh, no, I appreciate you, through, you too coming out. I appreciate you more. I well, we're not gonna go into this back and forth thing because these these people have somewhere else to be. So we're gonna close out the show. Thank you again. Follow us on Twitter as always at Eagle iPod. Right and here, boys. There you go. Right, right there. there. Right there. Right here. Let's go. And it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be a good weekend. So make sure you guys come out. We're gonna have you guys covered with everything, everything in regards to the game up against Toluca. Confirmed lineups live tweet we're gonna have everything and anything you can imagine for that so make sure you guys do stay tuned in for that and well we always love hearing from you guys on twitter and whether or not from instagram or wherever it is that you come and see and find us soundcloud and itunes is also the best place to find us whenever you've missed a show just in case you don't have youtube red is it youtube red or YouTube music. I don't know what you could use YouTube for where you like lock your phone and you can still listen to it. Still, doesn't matter. Going off a tangent, 
Ladies and gentlemen, have yourselves a beautiful, beautiful night. We'll see you guys next week when we talk about America Santos and review America Toluca. Should be a great one. And until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba la America. Bye, guys. See you, guys. Thank you. Yeehaw.